pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. morning grinders welcome back it's sunday we're here at the weekend grind podcast brought to you by rotor grinders i'm josh sir giant as always with my co-host travis mr chalk man going travis happy sunday man how you doing good uh excited for another mlb slate man uh definitely uh angels angels gave me a little scare yesterday they were not doing anything for a while but they end up coming through seven runs in the extra so stock of the day i ended up getting it done so pretty happy about that but uh, how was your sunday yeah, uh, my Saturday was good. It's Sunday now, Travis, but my Saturday, my Saturday was good. Oh, yeah, your Saturday, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Uh, I know we record these at the wee hours in the morning, so uh, you know, bear with us a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it, it was good. I mean, I, I missed out on all the Minnesota fun. I know that you had some Escobar in your lineup. The guy went absolutely berserk. Um, kind of seemed like it was a must-have in your lineups that, you know, if you want to do more than Mincash, right? Yeah, yeah, it was what. Yeah, he ended up kind of, kind of getting my lineup. I think I mentioned on the podcast. Uh, I was just like, I think I randomly it was like randomly throughout the podcast. I was just like, kind of like the whole uh, pause and said, you know, the, the twin stack is pretty good. They're kind of expensive, but but they make a lot of sense here. And like listed off all the price tags in the whole lineup and just talked about how expensive they were and how people might not play them because of that. So, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was a uh, pretty pretty good actually. I ended up getting some twins exposure, so no complaints there. Escobar ended up falling in my lineup, so uh, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, September baseball is not some of our uh, favorite times uh, when it comes to DFS. You know, lots of call-ups. There's certain ways to maneuver around it, but, you know, football's right around the corner. And uh, with that, we have kind of a a bittersweet announcement to make. Uh, This is going to be uh, our last Sunday for MLB on the weekend grind. We really appreciate you guys listening and sticking with us every weekend and listening both days. And we know that, uh, you know, you guys definitely make it worth it for us to uh, make sure we get we get all these podcasts done on the weekend. And um, there's still going to be MLB content on Rotor Grinders. You can still check out all the, you know, if you have incentives or check out any of the free content. still going to be up there, but... Uh, unfortunately, this is going to be the last Sunday for MLB that we'll be doing the weekend grind. But the good news is uh, football's right around the corner, so that's going to be fun. We'll still be here on Saturdays with you guys to cover the MLB action. And uh, when basketball comes back, we'll we'll be doing a, the full weekend for you guys. Once again, we'll be doing Saturdays and Sundays once the NBA is back. So that's not too far away. But uh, like I said, really appreciate you guys sticking with us. And you can always follow us on Twitter and stay in touch with us. You can follow me on Twitter at Real. Joshua Giant. That's at real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. Uh, you know, always always uh, feel free to interact with us and shoot over any questions or comments and uh, any advice that you might want as far as like you know figuring out DFS. If you're 
you know, new to NFL or anything like that, or if you're trying to figure out how to handle these MLB uh, MLB slates in September, we're more than happy to help you guys. But uh, yeah, so so that's it for that. But we're uh, looking at this bittersweet slate as well. Um, it's, it's just it's a strange slate, and uh, we got we have two. The slates are split up differently. You have two different slates. Like on FanDuel, it's a nine game slate. On DraftKings, it's an eleven game slate. DraftKings is actually uh, has the two highest run total games on that, their slate. FanDuel does not have them. The game at Coors and the game in Texas are both on the DraftKings slate, but not on the FanDuel slate. So as we're covering the analysis for you guys, we'll make sure we make clear which guys are, are on which slates, on which sites. Very site-specific analysis today. But, yeah, I, I think with that, we could hop into the pitching. What do you think, Travis? Yep, sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, we don't, just keep in mind uh, the angel. I think it's the the cores and the angels game. The the two hot weather like uh, best hitting environments are on the DraftKings slate, not the FanDuel. So uh, definitely different ways to attack it for sure. Yep, yep. All right, so let's hop into the pitching here now. Uh, pitching is kind of ugly on the slate. Let's just there's no other way to say it. It's, it's not a it's not a fun slate for pitching. Uh, top of the list, we have Irvin Santana. He's the most expensive pitcher going against Kansas. When you're looking at Urban Santana and he's the most expensive option you have, that, that definitely uh, rings some bells, you know, for you. <laughs> it definitely puts up some red flags. But so I think what we should do is we should talk about who our favorite pitchers are that we're looking at, and then kind of go from there. So for me, it's a pretty clear option where I'm going to go. I'm really, I'm really, really interested in having some Mike Fires tomorrow. And uh, Vegas agrees with me. They they think that he's in a great spot. If you look at these Vegas numbers. Uh, the Astros are a minus two thirty favorite on the money line. Uh, even with the nine and a half run total, the Mets only have an applied run total of three point six. They've been rolling out some really ugly lives. It's just I know Travis. I'm sorry. Like rest in peace to your Mets. I know that you know you're a huge Mets fan, but they've been putting out some terrible lineups, man. And like you have to take advantage of these kinds of things later in the season when when teams are just kind of putting out YOLO lineups and I don't care lineups. Um, this this is what's going on for the Mets. And and Michael Fires, you know, he, he has the strikeout upside. We've seen him put up some big games. Good sample sizes, and these are the numbers. 23.5% strikeout rate against righties, 215 against lefties, 7.7% uh, walk rate. You know, his uh, ground balls are pretty solid. You know, his fly balls stay in that low 30% range. And his Sierra... 3.45 against righties and 4.03 against lefties. He's he's probably, in my opinion, the best option on this slate. And he's not overly expensive, so it's not like he's going to cost too much. He's 9.1 on DraftKings. And on FanDuel, you can get him for 8.1. Really like his price tag there, too. Just give me a bunch of Mike Fires tomorrow. That's When I'm looking at all these other pitchers, it just makes me want to play him more. What do you think, Travis? Uh, yeah, uh, man, this is a tough pitching slate. Uh, can I pass? Is there, is there, you know, pass button? Can I move on? Uh, it's, it's definitely not easy, but, uh, you know, there's, there's an edge to be had, right? Cause people may make some poor decisions. And, uh, I think Mike fires is the guy, right? Like minus two thirty favorite. Uh, the Mets are terrible. Um, it's okay, Josh. Yeah. They're, they're an awful team. I understand. And I, you, you couldn't sell me this product. So, uh, they're just not a good product to watch right now. I mean, it's just an ugly lineup. We talk about uh, we talk about Sunday lineups, right? When the uh, you know teams put out uh, lesser lineups, like I don't know what the Mets could put out to make a lesser lineup, but uh, yeah, uh, I think Mike Fires is probably the guy you want. Like he's the he's the best pitching option, and no, no, maybe one of those slates where you just kind of like 
don't get cute and play him uh, and then just move on. But, uh, you know, obviously salary is a thing, but he's got a pretty good price tag, 8.1K on FanDuel, 9.1K on DraftKings. Definitely a huge fan. And, of course, if you're playing a slightly like DraftKings, eh, you have to play a second pitcher, which makes it even harder. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely, you know, Mike Fires is the favorite guy for me. I think there's two other guys who are um, – pretty interesting and i think you could debate about obviously like detroit's lineup is terrible right since they've traded justin upton it's gotten even worse uh josh tomlin i you know coming back uh i think uh josh tomlin is someone that we can like talk about here i mean it makes a ton of sense against a team like just like i said like like the tigers that lineup is really really bad the problem is this is like first start in a month so like you know that's one thing i'm always worried about uh we'll have to see if there's like a pitch count and whatnot and you know see what they're thinking i'm sure we'll get some of that news in the morning but uh you know josh tommy's got a pretty good sierra this year against lefties 3.81 against uh righties 3.41 just like the the k percentage is rough right? it's 19.8 percent uh and 17.1 so you don't feel like you don't you're not getting tons of strikeouts but uh the walk percentage is great 2.7 against righties 2.4 against lefties. I think it's one of those spots where like, just like we're not going to see Josh Tomlin really destroy himself because he's not going to walk a ton of batters. He gets an ugly lineup. It just seems like a guy who could uh, pitch pretty efficiently and maybe get some K's throughout the way. Uh, I don't hate uh, Josh Tomlin here as well. Uh, you know, Tigers have a terrible like run line, 3.94. Like, I mean, this just seems like an interesting spot. You know, no Miguel Cabrera. Like it's just Nick Castellanos. I'm like, Inkins are the two guys I'm really worried about. So what's your take on going uh, a guy like Josh Tomlin against the Tigers? You know, I think I just have some kind of negative name recognition here at Tomlin because, man, he was a guy we used to target and pick hitters against. But looking at the numbers for this season, uh, as you said, they're pretty solid and good sample size, too. Uh, if we were just looking at the numbers and you, you blacked out his name for me, I would definitely have interest on, in him on the slate. So uh, I think I – think with the slate being this ugly and lacking the depth that we do at pitching, Josh Tomlin is an option, very viable option too. The problem is, like you said, he's coming off an injury. We don't know if he's going to be on a pitch count, and you're not getting him particularly cheap. I mean, he's 9.5K on DraftKings, and on FanDuel, he's 8.5K, second most expensive pitcher over there. So it's not like we're getting him cheap. They definitely adjusted his price to the matchup. I, I'm, I don't feel comfortable paying these price tags for him, and, that, and that's – that's the issue I'm having is uh, as I come into roster construction, it's like I don't want to play this price tag for him, but who else do you play is the question. So you said there was another guy that you were thinking about. Who else are you looking at, Travis? Uh, well, the, the, he's not the only one. There, there, There's another one, though. There's another guy that's also catching my eye. There, there's some, but uh, – like I'm trying to make something out of nothing. It's one of those things, Josh, that I'll just probably keep making, making, making something out of nothing the more I look at guys, right? But um, can I sell you on Edwin Jackson? Uh, let me give you the sell first. So uh, we get the Milwaukee Brewers. They strike out a ton, right? So that's interesting already. Uh, you know, he's a cheaper, cheaper guy too. You have to play. You know, you might have to play a cheap SP. So why not the Edwin Jackson? Uh, he's a guy with a Sierra against righties. A 4.58 against lefties, uh, 3.96, which isn't that bad. I mean, the, the strikeouts aren't really, you know, where you'd want it to be necessarily, right? 14.4% and 17.3 uh, against lefties. But, uh, you know, getting ground ball rates in, like, the 40%, I think is a guy that can maybe just, like, get you there. And it's just a Milwaukee team that... I don't know. We've seen them put out some bad lineups on Sundays. It's going to depend on what the lineup looks like, I think. I think that's like really going to be key with what Milwaukee could do. But I don't know. Is there any interest in Edwin Jackson? He's a guy that was like supposed to be a really good pitcher, and he's been a lot better recently. Maybe he's kind of figured it out. Um, 
I don't know, like the when you look at the numbers, he's hasn't been you know as bad as you would think. Like we think with the Edwin Jackson name, right? Uh, you know, we got the start against Miami, thirty-seven fan uh, fan Fanduel points. Then against Houston, obviously Houston's a good team, and you know he only nineteen. But then against the Padres, forty against the Giants, forty. Um, these are teams that are not like San Diego and the Giants that are not that great. And like I mean, Milwaukee's. They can either be really good or really bad. So if we get the really if we get the bad Milwaukee, we could see like a thirty-five point FanDuel game uh, for Edwin Jackson here. I think. So what do you think about Edwin Jackson? Uh, you know what concerns me about Edwin Jackson is the fact that he's a fly ball pitcher, especially against righties. Thirty-eight point five percent fly ball rate against righties. And, you know, in uh, in Miller. So and this is this is a tough spot for him as far as. The park goes, and and these Milwaukee bats do have a lot of pop, so we could see some of these fly balls just start sailing over the wall against him, and he could get himself into trouble pretty quickly. I, he's not a guy I feel comfortable rostering. I, I, I could understand like your point, and I think that, like I said, with the depth lacking on the slate, you have to go somewhere. So I, uh, you can make a case for anyone here. <laughs> you know, it's that bad of a, a slate for pitching that almost any of these pitchers you could try to make a case for, and. Uh, it's just it just doesn't feel comfortable going going there for me. But I could like I said I can understand why you would want to go there. Uh, I don't think it's a terrible play. I just I don't think it's a great play either. Yeah, the the first thing that came to my mind when you said that about you know the fly balls uh, that meme where the guy goes uh, you know you can't do this without doing that. So like you can uh, I was just thinking you you know that you can't hit a you can't hit a fly ball Josh without hitting the ball in the bat. So I don't know if we get the bad Milwaukee man like uh, we could like I said. It depends on what the lineup is, and it's more of like you need to understand the risk with him. And if Milwaukee is missing the ball, like it's not, no, it's not going out of the park, Josh. I don't care if he's a fly ball pitcher, right? Um, and also, it's a terrible slate, right? Uh, and just the K percentage is like so high against Milwaukee. Uh, I just think, I think there's opportunity here. Um, and I, again, like uh, you know, well, who else are you playing? At? But I get it. It seems like one of those slates where maybe you just. Say you're playing 10 lineups, you just play five Josh Tomlin, five Mike Fires, and move on. I mean, that's an idea, too. There's also Irvin Santana. I don't want to sleep on him. He's a guy that I, I think I have a little bit of bias towards, and I hate playing. Um, and if you look at the game log, right, Josh, like if I told you, um, you know, if you look at the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight starts here, right? 29 Fandle points, 58, 34, 27, 37, 46, and 42. Would you sign up for one of those performances here? Like, that's how bad it is, right? Like, uh, would you sign up for one of those performances? Uh, you know, in the last eight starts, that's pretty good. And he gets a match against the Royals. Problem is, Royals don't strike out a ton. So that's definitely, you know, something to be concerned about. Uh, what about Irvin Santana? You know, I get it. I think that he's probably, like, if he didn't, here's the thing. If he didn't cost 11K on DraftKings, it would be way easier to just say, okay, just go Irvin Santana and go Fears and then um, work around that, you know. And I think that might be a route that I'm going to go as I'm building my rosters just because, like I said, this pitching is so ugly. Uh, I think that you could just go Santana and Fires and then pick uh, pick some cheap bats. But uh, 11K is a very steep price tag to pay. And, 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 again, I think that these sites are getting a lot better at, at pricing players based on like specific matchups and I think that this is a good example of that on FanDuel he's 9.6 and, and Fires is 8.1 you only got to play one of them I'd rather just play Fires but if I have to play two I could understand playing the two of them together like because where else do you go for SP2 is the question that's exactly what we're talking about right now and we're mentioning Santana this deep into the analysis uh, 
You know, and that's like that just shows that how like we were we were reaching and then we end up right back here at Santana again, right? So maybe maybe the way to go is just play Santana and play Fierce together on FanDuel because that's literally the probably the best options you're gonna get, and then it's a huge drop off after after the two of them. And on FanDuel, see, I, just play Fires, right? Yeah, I disagree with that. Um, because I and I think this is a good conversation to have, right? You people would say, "Oh, well, these are the two best pitchers, and I should just play them." And move on. But then, like, you're not getting the good bats, right? And there's so many bad pitchers. I'd rather just have the good bats, and I'd rather just kind of um, because it's not like Irvin Santana is safe. It's not like I have like Kershaw and Max Scherzer, and then all these bums, right? I have Irvin Santana, Mike Fires, like, and then you know Josh Tomlin, and then all these bums, like, right? So it's just guys that I really don't want to roster. I'd rather just take my chance with like a cheaper guy, so I'm able to get in the bats and help the bats with me the slakes. I think that's what's going to have to happen. I think the bats are going to be what wins you the slate, right? It's not the pitching uh, that's going to get the job done, in my opinion. But I don't know. We can follow some other guys. Like, is there anyone else that gets your interest? Like, are you interested in Matt Andres, Mike Montgomery, Trevor Williams, Brett Anderson, Jose Arena? Uh, any of these guys get have any interest for you? Or what, what are you thinking about the other pitchers? I wanted to like Arena, but then I looked at his numbers, and I didn't want to like him anymore. You know, like, it's just – like, I just don't feel – I don't feel comfortable about a lot of these pitchers and it's like, it's not like, Oh, like they just don't have the most upside in the spot. It's like, no, these guys can literally give you negative points and destroy your whole day and destroy your whole. But all these pitchers can, every pitcher can Josh, you have to go in, I think to the mindset of not fires, man. Fires ain't getting negatives against your Mets. Come on, Travis. Uh, all right, like he's the one guy, but uh, I mean, you're telling me a guy can't get negative when the guy just got a negative against Texas. So I don't know. Um, I I don't know. I, I get it, right? The Mets are still the Mets still go out there and get a paycheck too. They're not the best, but um, yeah, I, I I still think this pitching slate is where there is no safety in my opinion on this slate. But yeah, the safest guy is Mike Fires. I get it, but. Um, you know, I he's also pretty expensive, right? Like, say I want to play two stack, like right, like say I'm on DraftKings and I want to load up on cores, Josh. I probably can't play Mike Fires, so um, I don't know. I just think it's, uh, I think it's one of those things where it's the pitching isn't as poor as important, and it's more about the bats and helping them kind of win you the slate. Just that's my my thought on it. Here's right. another guy. I found it. I found my guy, and it's probably the same guy you were about to say. How about Matt? You're gonna say Matt Andresi? No, um, I get the reason to play him. It, it's streaming against the White Sox. Like, that's the reasoning. Um, but he's got pretty solid strikeout numbers, too. I mean, 20% against righties, 20, 22 against lefties. So, I mean, the numbers are there. And if you look at the last two seasons, sample size, it jumps up a little bit, but it's still around that 20% mark. So, I mean, these are real numbers that he has. And I think 20% against a team that strikes out a ton. You know, the park downgrade is the only issue, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't hate him. Uh, it's definitely rough after, you know, them just hit around Archer. It kind of is hard to stomach. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't hate him, right? It's like any any of these bad, like, new lineups that they've, like, traded all their players away, like, is definitely, like, something to consider. Um, no, so he's not the guy I was thinking of. Uh, so there's one more guy that, like, is – then maybe not just one more. I think there's two more. You can – yeah, two more because uh, I forgot about him. There's two more guys I think I have that are interesting. The one – I don't love the matchup. That's kind of the debate for me. I don't know what I I, I, I hate when I get this matchup, but he's in a pitcher's park. Uh, Sal Romano, ugh, look at his like last couple games. They've been pretty good. Uh, I know that the numbers, like if you look at any of the advanced numbers, they're not the greatest, but I don't know. He's done decent lately. I mean, it's, I don't know. Sierra's in like the mid fours, uh, strikeout rate, high teens, you know, walks are kind of high though. 
Uh, and it's like a team like Pittsburgh that doesn't really strike out against righty, so it's kind of tough for me to really stomach. Uh, it was one of those things I was just like looking at the game log, and I was like, yeah, maybe I could stomach it and find a way. But uh, you know, he had a performance right against like a team like the Mets, where he did ended up doing well. And uh, I don't know, like I said, I'm trying to find like something out of nothing. That's kind of the issue. The other guy I was talking about is uh, I wanted to talk about is Lucas Giolito. Uh, he's a young, you know, young prospect that uh, you know got traded from Washington over to the. Chicago White Sox, and he's going to be getting a lot of running here in September. He's interesting, right? Uh, he he gets a team like Tampa Bay, who is you know we're definitely we definitely don't want to like uh, target Tampa Bay. They have a five point zero five run total, but the strikeout upside is there. So I don't know. It's just like a question: Would you play? Uh, Lucas Gilito, I get it right. It's concerning, but he's super cheap. And, you know, he's just playing a team that strikes out a ton. And uh, I just don't think it's as terrible of an option. What do you think about uh, Gilito? It's like a cheap SP that, you know, has some upside. Yeah, I get it. And Travis, it's like hard to agree or disagree on any of these guys just because the slate's so bad, you know, with the pitching. So I think what we should do is just uh, kind of just go over who our top top three plays are each. We could, we could, or we could do four just because it's so shallow. I feel like maybe the top four plays is the best way to do it. What, what do you think of that? Like, let's do – all right, how about we do this? Let's do our top two plays on FanDuel and top three plays on DraftKings for pitching. Are you sure you don't want to dig into fan, fan graphs on Chad Bell and, like, Max Fried and some Ian Kennedy? You're good? You don't want to dig into this anymore, Josh? I feel like it's just going to get worse as we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm totally just kidding with you. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. it's not. A, it sounds terrible <laughs> to do, but yeah, I think this is a slate, right? Like for the most part, I kind of like to keep it simple at pitcher and not really get too crazy. I mean, if there's like a guy I see that's ever low owned in a tournament that I think has upside, I'll like to like kind of go him. But I think this is a slate where I'm just gonna try and win with my bats and make my pitcher uh, be pretty simple and just play one of the better pitchers I see, right? And like like a fires, right? I'm just gonna keep a tight core at pitcher. It's not one of those days where I'm playing. If you're playing, like you know. So you're playing like 20 lineups, so like a 20 entry max. Uh, I'm probably going to just keep my core tight. So that's kind of the way to say it. But yeah, Josh, uh, give me your top three or four, however many pitchers you want on this slate. All right. So on FanDuel, my top pitchers are going to be Irvin Santana and Mike Fires. You know, super boring, but whatever. But uh, on DraftKings specifically, uh, obviously Mike Fires is going to be the top play there for me as well. But uh, I'll also throw... Josh Tomlin on the list, and I think that Matt Andresi at for 6.6K is an SB2. He's my favorite SB2 on DraftKings. I think if I go Fires and Andresi, I could get a bunch of these big bats in. And the cool thing about that is on the DraftKings slate is we have those two highest uh, run total games, the game in Texas and the game at Coors. So if I go with that Fires and Andresi combo, I could uh, – pretty much stack up those bats and load up on bats. So that's where I'm going to go. And I, I do think there's some merit to Santana, but I think I'm just going to keep a lot of fires in Andresi and work around that. So how about you, Travis? Who are your top on each site? Uh, yeah, I think for me it's going to be um, I'll go with Josh Tomlin, Mike Fires, um, Irvin Santana, and then I'll go with Edwin Jackson. Why not? He's uh, I like to strike out upside against Milwaukee, so that's kind of the route I think I'm going to take. All right, awesome. Anything else you want to mention about pitching here? No, that's about it. All right, so with that, we're going to move on to the bats now. We're going to go look at some of these hitters that we have on the slate. And as always, we start with the catcher position. Now, catcher is a, a spot that's very uh, it's, it's very important on Sundays that you check to see who's in the lineup because a lot of catchers get rest on Sundays. So 
while some of these starting catchers, these normal starting catchers, might be in a fantastic spot. We don't have any guarantee that they're going to be in the lineup, so make sure you go ahead and check the lineup. On Sundays, I usually just go. I mean, honestly, not even just on Sundays. Like, a lot of days, I'll just go to catcher last or just try to fill in my stack and find some cheap power out of my catcher. So, yeah, with that, uh, that's that's about how deep I go on, on catcher. Um Sometimes there's plays that jump off the page at you, but most of the time it's just kind of filling up that lineup correlation and putting that last piece of the puzzle together. So, yeah, looking at catcher on this slate, not a whole lot to be crazy in love with. We have Miguel Montero going against Chris Tillman in Baltimore. I think that he's in play 3.5K on DraftKings, and you could get him on FanDuel for uh, 2.5. So, you know, again, I'm nice and cheap across the industry. Good matchup against Tillman, struggles against lefties in a hitter's park. So definitely interest there. Uh, Brian McCann against Chris Flexen. I think that he's in play as long as he's in the lineup. 3.9 on DraftKings is a bit too steep for me, but I think on FanDuel, I think he's about 2.7 on FanDuel. Let me just make sure. Um, yeah, he's 2.7. Yeah, see, like for that price tag, I think it's a lot more reasonable over there uh, for relative cap sizing. So, uh, Steven Vaught, I know as much as you are talking about how you like Devin Jackson, I think that if he's in the lineup, he's in play. He's 2.7 on DraftKings, so you're getting a great discount on him. And on FanDuel, he's only 2.3, so nice cheap power there in the lineup. Uh, so Rene Rivera had a grand slam uh, this slate. I, I don't think I'm going to touch him here, but I just uh, I think maybe if, if you want to put together some Cub stacks, he's he's a guy you could look at if he's in the lineup. Miss Wilson Contreras, man, because this would be a great matchup for him at home against the lefty. Uh, but he, he's not around. On the flip side of that matchup, though, Kurt Suzuki for 3.4K on DraftKings hits lefties really well, and uh, I think that he'll continue to do so in this matchup. And uh, as much as I like Montgomery, Montgomery has good get-people-out stuff, good efficient stuff, good ground ball pitcher. Uh, I I think that for these price tags, he's good. Suzuki is 2.9 and FanDuel too, so you get him nice and cheap. And then if we're uh, looking at the DraftKings slates, I think Chirinos is in play to complete your Texas stacks if you want to do some wraparound stacks. Hits lefties pretty well. I know Heaney's a nice strikeout upside guy, but you put any of these pitchers in Texas in this hitting environment that they've had lately, uh, or you know, especially this time of year, um, you're, you know, it's, it's it's not safe to play him. So, And Heaney does have some home run issues, and Chirinos has some good pop in his bat against lefties, so he's in play as well. But that's where I'm at at catcher. How about you, Travis? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's not the greatest, right? I agree with you. Like, like fill this position last. We're getting up to football season, right? Uh, it's kind of like the kicker. You throw in the guy last uh, and call it a day. Um, But, yeah, Miguel Montero, I think him against Chris Tillman makes sense. So he's a guy I would definitely love to play. He's been crushing the ball pretty recently. Maybe a guy like Brian McCann. I think McCann's a good way to go. Uh, Astros have a pretty high implied run total at 5.85. So that's something I have interest in for sure here. Uh, you know, it's a, it's one of those spots where it's like, do I, the question is if I'm playing fires and I'm playing Brian McCann on a site like Fandle where I can only play four Astros, do I want to, uh, do I want to waste a spot on Brian McCann with like just all the Astros exposure I might want to get with that high run total being so high, but it's one of those things like be on the lookout for lineups, definitely very important on us. Because, you know, we get different catcher, catchers that go out there. And we get sometimes we get 2K punts where it just makes the rest of our lineup work. And you're like, okay, this guy's 2K and he's got some pop. Maybe he can hit me a home run. And you throw him in there and then, you know, he hits you one. And that's that's a huge edge to get that 2K home run. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those things I definitely uh, focus on. Uh, 
on Sundays is looking for that cheap guy if I can, or if you know, unless there's a guy that really sticks out as like a must play. But right now, there's not someone that's sticking out as like the must play. And well, just depends on lineup spots too, and where people get uh, put in the spots. But yeah, um, that's about it for me for catcher Josh. We can move on to first right away, just because it's uh, I don't want to waste too much time here. I think it's one of those things where we have to evaluate in the morning once we get the lineups. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So we'll go to the nice loaded position of first base. Always where you're going to get a ton of options to pick from. So, Travis, kick us off here at first base. Uh, so, yeah, first base is a pretty good spot. Obviously, um, you know, your, your your boy Justin Smokeman, him against Chris Toman makes a ton of sense. Uh, wouldn't, obviously wouldn't hate playing him here in this spot. It just uh, is, a, is a good spot for him. Then you get, like, Edwin Encarnacion. He's uh, priced up, but he gets a spot against uh, Chad Bell. Uh, definitely could see him hit one out here, uh, you know, Definitely don't hate that. Uh, you can go to a guy like Freddie, you know, Freddie Freeman. He's getting a lefty, though. That's the only thing. And he's been kind of hurt. So he's a guy I've been, you know, staying away from. Uh, I haven't been a huge fan of. I, I want to like Guriel, but he's, you know, out of, he was out of the lineup for the second game of the doubleheader because of a knee. But uh, he would make a ton of sense here against a guy like Flexen. Uh, definitely have interest in him, but I don't know if I'm going to get, uh, no, if I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to get him uh, in the lineups. So that's kind of something that i uh, definitely concerned about and like also like Kendrick Morales he's another guy uh, that you can definitely have interest in um but I think Justin Smoke is like probably the guy to go to here right against Chris Tillman it just makes a ton of sense he's probably my favorite option what about you Josh who's your first baseman you like you know as much as I love my uh free smoke free smoke and I uh certainly think that he's in play here t- definitely a top play on the slate I th- I think I'm gonna have a lot of Ryan Zimmerman on this slate Guy just absolutely mashes lefties, and he gets a good matchup here against Suter in a good hitter's park. It's a huge park upgrade for these Washington bats, and there's a few guys in this lineup that hit lefties really well that I'm going to want to have exposure to. You know, Zimmerman, 311 ISO and 405 Woba, 304 Babbitt here. This is an incredible spot, and Suter, uh, Suter, uh, you know, gives up a, a nice, healthy. Uh, 319 Woba, 155 ISO to righties. You know, so this I think that this is a good spot here for, for Zimmerman to be one of those guys that that almost breaks the slate. You know, have one of those double dong days for him. I mean, I, I know that's not the most uh, that's like a, one of those bold prediction things, but I I think that if you put me against a chalky just you know to make a decision between a chalky Justin Smoke or like you know a lower owned Ryan Zimmerman, I'm going to take Zimmerman every time, especially against a lefty in Milwaukee. That's I just I really love the park upgrade and I love the matchup that he has here, and I'm not afraid of Milwaukee's bullpen either. So this is this is definitely a good spot I think for Ryan Zimmerman. He's going to be my favorite play. Yeah, so uh, definitely don't hate that, right? Zimmerman against a lefty, so he makes some sense here. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely get some Zimmerman exposure. I think it's a spot where I'm not really going to pay up. I think this mid-tier is really where you want to live, right? Like going to Zimmerman, the smoke, even a guy like Duda. Uh, against, uh, you know, Giolito. He's been uh, smashing the ball recently, so only him. Uh, you know, uh, Edwin Jackson's a guy you can go Eric Thames against. That makes some sense. So there's guys in the mid-tier. I think it's just a spot where you want to kind of live there, and it just makes a ton of sense to do that. So that's kind of, I think, how I'm going to approach uh, the first base position. Not going to pay up there. I'll just go in the mid-tier and uh, kind of move on from there. What about you, Josh? Yeah, and I think on DraftKings, if you want to get exposure to these high-scoring games, I think Pujols is in a good spot. CJ Cron hits lefties really well, ha- always has throughout his career in the minors as well and uh mike napoli against heaney on the other side of that matchup it's a lefty lefty matchup here both these you know so all three of these first basemen in this game uh they hit they hit first uh lefties pretty well probably going to fade the joey gallo play at a high price tag against another lefty but that's um but those are the three guys i think i'll have interested in if you're playing on DraftKings. on Fanduel, though yeah you know zimmerman and smoke are going to be the two guys for me
So, uh, all right. So let's move on to second base now. Uh, second base is another position uh, where you know you you kind of just got to keep correlating to where you want to go. I think that uh, for me, like you know, Travis, I'm looking at this DraftKings slate and looking at the scores game. And these bats really aren't popping off the page for me as much as I would like them to, even with this high run total. So, you know, you want to look elsewhere and try to find, I guess, uh, better spots. Um, Howie Kendrick is second base eligible on DraftKings. I'm going to have a ton of Howie Kendrick tomorrow. Absolutely mashes lefties. Keep on track with that correlation to that Zimmerman play. Another guy who hits lefties well. And, you know, again, that park upgrade is huge. So those that's going to be a lot of interest for me. But on FanDuel... If we're looking for second baseman, uh, I think there's a few places we could look. And I think that one of them is going to be D. Gordon against Jake Thompson. I think that he's a fine play. Uh, I think Jose Ramirez against Chad Bell. I think he's going to be a very good play tomorrow. He's probably going to be one of the chalky plays, but that's fine with me. I think that he's worth it. Uh, Jose Altuve, if I have the money against Chris Flexen, obviously I'm going to go there. Keep that correlation to the Houston Bats and try to get some stock in them. And uh, last but not least, I think that uh, I think that Brian Dozier is in play here, even after that, that huge seventeen game, uh, seventeen run game that these Twins put up. Uh, Dozier gets the leadoff spot again against Ian Kennedy. He gives up a ton of hard contact to righties, so Dozier is going to be another guy I'll have a ton of interest in. Uh, just not a lot, not a lot of spots to like save on second base here. So you, it sounds like you know, as I'm looking around here, it sounds like we're going to have to pay up. So. Uh, wherever wherever you pay up, I think uh, you you should make sure that it just correlates to your lineups. So for me, it's going to be like Altuve, Dozier, on DraftKings, uh, Howie Kendrick. I'll probably try to slide him into that second base spot so I open up some outfield eligibility for myself. But, yeah, that's where I'm at at second base. How about you, Travis? Yeah, definitely not a spot that I want to uh, you know pay down at. It's like a pay-up spot for me. Uh, Dozier and Altu, they make a ton of sense. They're two guys I love here. I uh, wouldn't sleep on Jonathan Scope, too, against a lefty. That makes that makes a ton of sense here. Uh, and then uh, who's the guy? Oh, man, I'm blanking here. Oh, Ian Happ. Uh, so I kind of want to mention this now. Um, so, yeah, you know, looking at this Max Fried guy's numbers. Uh, yeah, so this year in the majors, he's got a, uh, you know, it takes his K to walk percentage is negative 6.1%, uh, which is interesting. That's in, at least in the majors. He hasn't like pitched, uh, you know, fully. I'm sure it's going to be like a bullpen type game for them, but in AAA, like a 20K percentage. But the, the key is we don't have their run total out yet. So, uh, you know, no run total, but the wind looks like it's going to be blowing out eight miles an hour. It's not blowing out completely, but it looks like it's blowing out to uh, right field a little bit. So, um, we could see this like Cubs run line come out and just be like, you know, 5.5 or six. And then like everyone jumps on them. Right. Uh, or it could have come, come out really late and people don't jump on them in time. Uh, so I wanted to mention, like, don't sleep on the Cubs, right? Like don't sleep on an Anthony Rizzo. I know he's 4.9 K against the lefty, but he can hit lefties. Well, um, if you have the money, go for it. But uh, Ian Happ, I don't hate here. Right? He, he, can, he can hit the ball, uh, you know, and he can hit a ton of fly balls and whatnot. And so I, I think Ian Happ is uh, someone definitely to consider here for cheaper, but maybe more so in a Cubs stack. I don't think I'd be taking Ian Happ one-offs, but just kind of wanted to note that. Uh, I I think the Cubs are someone that, uh, you know, maybe it's like kind of like the Twins yesterday, something that 
you know, I, uh, it catches my eyes. I'm looking at things and I go, oh, don't, don't sleep on the Cubs. Uh, cause, uh, they're a team that, you know, don't, we don't have the run total out yet. So, uh, and with the wind blowing out and it could be, you know, wind could even change even more out. It's not totally out. And if it just like shifts a little bit, it could eat, help it even more. So I just didn't want to forget that. But I think second base is a great payup spot. I mean, Dozier and Altuve are like the one and two for me. And then, uh, I'll say scope is my three and I'll put half as my four. It's not a position I love completely. There's not a lot of guys that I'm like going all in on. Maybe get a little exposure to Jose Ramirez too against Chad Bell if you want some Indians exposure, but it's not really a pay down spot for me. It's a spot I want to pay up. What about you, Josh? Yeah, same thing. Just going to pay up. Uh, like I said, really, really like the, the safety that the second baseman offer at the higher price tiers. I'm not going to be punting anywhere unless something comes out in the lives tomorrow where it's like an obvious spot, like a guy that's basically free. That's like leading off in a good matchup. Maybe we'll talk about it, but, uh, this this is where we're at right now, and we can only work with what we got right now. So that's what we got right now. But uh, that's why it's impo- important you guys follow us on Twitter, so you can shoot over any questions and see you know where our process goes throughout the roster construction for the roster construction throughout the day as lineups come out. But yeah, so let's move on to the hot corner here, Travis. Another loaded position, and I'll uh, toss this one over to you. Go ahead, kick us off at third base. Yeah, so I just uh, I just talked about the Cubs a little bit, and then I get Chris Bryant against a lefty. Like that makes sense. Just depends if you have the money, right? That's kind of the problem. I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, I think we have the money with the pitching, but uh, you know, it depends where you're paying up and whatnot. But I think he's interesting. Uh, definitely a fan of Alex Bregman. People just don't want to play him uh, for this price tag. I don't know if that'll change on this slate because maybe the Astros gain some traction. But uh, you know. Playing Chris, uh, playing Alex Bregman. He's a guy who's been crushing the ball recently. Had a ball distance of 240, and uh, you know exit velocity of 92. He's a guy who's been just crushing the ball. So you know, like him in this spot. If you get uh, on Fandle, if you get Yandy Diaz in the lineup for 2.2K, that's a value option that you can go. And I wouldn't hate that. Obviously, he's a guy that you should uh, have some interest in for sure. I think so. If you if you need to go cheap, that's where you go. But I think uh, you know paying up for a guy like Chris Bryant is someone I'm definitely going to definitely going to have interest in. Then you get Manny Machado against a lefty like uh, Brent Anderson. I think that's a good route you can go. Uh, and then Josh Donaldson against Chris Tillman. I know uh, you know we're always like Team Donaldson against a lefty. Uh, I don't know if he got his home run against Wade Miley last night, but he hit one yesterday, and he's been a guy just been crushing the ball recently. So I like him in this spot. I think he's a guy that you could uh, definitely have some interest in. And if you want to uh, mix in some of these twins, right? Uh, you know Eduardo Escobar. Uh, he's three K on Fanduel specifically. Uh, you know he had a huge game yesterday. Uh, you know you could easily go go back to the well on him here. And I think uh, against a fly ball pitcher like Ian Kennedy, if you're stacking up the twins, don't hate that. But uh, yeah, another spot where I think it's a I think it's a nice payup spot for me, um, and I think that's what uh, kind of the route I'm going to end up taking. Going a guy like uh, like Bregman or like Chris Bryant, they seem like my one and two. And then um, uh, yeah, if you get this Yanny Diaz guy, man, he's a guy. I don't know if you've seen him, but he, Josh, he looks jacked. Uh, I don't know if he'll be in the lineup. It's against a lefty, so it's possible. But uh, yeah, if you can get him for cheap, I like that. If you need a salary saver, but I think it's a spot another position where we kind of want to pay up. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm going to pay up. I uh, really like Rendon here. I think that he's a great play. Chris Bryant against the lefty, as you mentioned, I think that he's a good play. Uh, you know, third, I think Bregman, again, like you said, another guy people don't want to pay up for for some reason, but I think that he's totally worth it. And I've been playing him, and it's been working out when I get him in there. So I think that he's definitely a guy. He's not like he's, He just doesn't have like one of those, like, sexy names or whatever you know so to speak where people see his name and they're like oh yeah i want to play this guy and i think sometimes he does get lost in the sauce of that houston lineup just because there's so many big bats to look at but these numbers have just been outstanding this season for him 
you know, 185 ISO, 335 Woba, 291 Babbitt. Like, you know, he's doing he's doing a good job, and his, his strikeout rate is nice and low at 16.5. So, uh, you know, he's he's a guy that I think that if you just looked at the numbers alone, you definitely would want to get some action. You know, get some exposure to him in your lineup. So Bregman's another guy that I will also have interest in. Um, but yeah, I I feel like it's another pay up spot for me. So I I I think I'm just gonna go with Rendon for the most part and keep that correlation going with Zimmerman, um, and and Howie Kendrick for me on the Washington side. So that's probably where I'm gonna end up going a third. But I think that there's uh, these other plays are also worth it and and the higher price tiers. So yeah, uh, anyone else here you want to mention a third, Travis? No, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, again, it's probably a pay-up spot, and uh, you know, if I'm paying cheap, it's uh, Yanny Diaz against the lefty. I, I, he's been a guy I've been playing like all week, and he's been crushing. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's a you know, Chris Bryant too. I mean, I, I, this seems like this feels like a spot where we record this late at night, and the run total is not out yet, and uh, we should be talking about the Cubs more, and we're not, right? I don't know. It feels like it, right? Like because I don't know. Like I, yeah, we I, talked I about really Chris like, Bryant against the lefty. I mean, like it's like no, of course I know we have, but. I don't know. Man. I'm just like, I feel like that run total. Like, what's your guess on that run total? I don't know if you want to guess it, like, for the viewers. But I don't know. I'm trying to guess what it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be at least 5.5. Am I wrong? Like, Yeah, but even I, if it is, Travis, I mean, like, a lot of these lefty bats get kind of suppressed or at least, you know, affected. I'm not saying that – I'm not saying Rizzo is useless. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, he, he's useless against the lefty, but um, – you know, he's not going to be – he's not as solid as you'd want him to be at this price tag against the lefty. And John Jay against the lefty, that's gone. So he's probably not even going to be in the lineup. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I could go – I go. I don't know. They're, I get Rizzo's, – Rizzo's the guy I'm not worried about. And then all these, there's all these righties, right? There's Ian Happ. There's Javi Baez, uh, Zobrist. Again, they're not like – you know, Chris Bryant, there's not a ton of sexy names, and people just won't want to click on them. And if the wind's blowing out, it's a huge run total. Well, that you just know how that You yeah, know how that yeah. Wrigley wind is, man. I mean, it's going to be 80 degrees. Like, I don't know. It's just uh, – Sorry, I mean, it's just one of those things I've kind of like uh, been looking at more and more and just thinking about. So I don't know. It just seems like something that the wheels are turning and telling me, you know, especially if I see that run total come out, it's huge. I'm definitely probably going to be loading up on them. I mean, that, that happened today. Um, they had a decent matchup today against uh, Lucas Sims, or yesterday rather. And uh, the Cubs put up 14 runs, you know, and they weren't as high owned as they should have been. And, and it was because. Not only was the lineup not posted till closer to lock, it, there was also not a run total. So um, until later, and you know, towards towards lock. So I think that definitely affected a lot of decisions that were made. So yeah, I, I think we could talk about the Cubs more if you want. I think that they they're definitely in a good spot, and we should clarify that. And, and again, on Twitter, if we feel like when the run total comes out and the lineup comes out, we'll definitely be posting things for you guys to let you know which guys we like out of that lineup. So. Uh, but yeah, let's let's move on to shortstop here. Um, you know, shortstop is uh, not not the the deepest position, so to speak. But we'll jump in and go right with the guy, you just, one of the guys you just mentioned from this Cubs lineup. I think uh, Javier Baez is in a good spot here. I think he's certainly a good play. His lefties well has shown some pop in his bat throughout the season. Uh, you know, and he's available on both slates, so that's good. Yeah, I think Baez is certainly in play here. Um, I also like um, – I would like some uh, Jorge Polanco here against Ian Kennedy. I think that he's certainly in play. Uh, your boy Eduardo Escobar, Travis, went off today. He's he's probably in play here too. He's uh, shortstop eligible on DraftKings. 
Uh, Bregman is also shortstop eligible in DraftKings, so keep that in mind. If you want to find a way to get him in and you can't get him in at third, you can get him in at shortstop on DraftKings. Um, now, I'm seeing reports about Carlos Correa coming back. Let me just make sure. Let me take a look at that. Travis, you go ahead and, and talk about your shortstop plays here as I d- dive into this and see what I could find. Yeah, I know he's like closely coming back, but um, yeah, I don't know if I'll play him first game back or whatnot. But I mean, against a guy like Fuxon, of course, that would make some sense. And maybe people don't play it right. Maybe he's got a depressed price tag on some sites. I'm feeling at least 3,900. But yeah, I think Javi Baez is a good play. Definitely a guy I would uh, have some interest in here uh, for like a you know a home run bat that you might be able to get exposure to. On Fandle, I think it's kind of like, uh, man, Marlon Gonzalez. Uh, hopefully he's in the lineup and hopefully he gets like a decent lineup spot. He's probably going to bat like, highest fifth i'm assuming let's see what we have on the lineup page uh hang on one second i saw him in the double header he had uh he's batting fifth was he uh oh yeah well, well think about it you're right if cray is back marwin's probably not playing so um yeah i don't know if marwin's in at 2.7k i think i have interest in him yeah so i think it depends yeah, it depends on what they're doing with uh, Curry and whatnot. But if he's in for 2.7, that's has that interest in him at the price tag. Other than that, like the cheap options, there's not a lot I love. Again, it's another spot where it looks like I might be paying up a little higher, I think. Um, I'm curious uh, I'm curious if like a guy, a guy like Jonathan VR maybe bats higher up in the lineup, but maybe maybe you have some interest in him. Um, you know, a guy like Freddie Galvez against Urena, who's not that great. I mean, it's one of those spots where I feel like I'm just going to get my hands going to get forced to pay up. Maybe I pay up for a Trey Turner against a lefty. Oh, Francisco Lindor uh, in a good spot. And, you know, maybe maybe I just pay up for a Polanco. But Escobar makes some sense, too. Uh, Escobar on DraftKings, he's not on shortstop eligible on FanDuel. But, yeah, I, I, it's not the greatest position. But I think there's guys towards the top you maybe sprinkle in or you kind of just get exposure here and there. But there's no, like, play I'm just like, yeah, I want to go all in on. Right, Josh? Yeah, well, here's the thing about Marwin. I'm trying to figure out how they're going to handle it, too. And Korea is coming back. He's activated tomorrow, by the way. Uh, we don't know if he's going to be in the starting lineup or not. But if he is, uh, I think that the way that Houston rotates their outfield around, we probably could see Marwin play some outfield. He's definitely has the ability to play the outfield as well. He used to be outfield eligible on DraftKings. So with that utility ability he has in the field, uh, I think that we could see him in the outfield and still see him in the lineup. And 2.7K on FanDuel is just way too cheap to get exposure to a 5.85 run total. So uh, if he's in the lineup, definitely get yourself some Marwin Gonzalez. Correa, I'm not going to touch at these price tags. 3.9 on FanDuel, 5.2 on DraftKings. Coming off an injury... Uh, just not, you know, I'll take the wait-and-see approach with him here. Let's let's let him get back on track. Uh, Trey Turner, as you mentioned, another guy who just came back from injury. Uh, price really high. I don't know if I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him, but like I said, Javier Baez I really do like a lot. I think that he's going to be one of my favorite plays. And if I'm paying up, I'm probably just going to pay up for Tim Beckham uh, at home against a lefty. We know that he hits lefties well. It's just what he does and uh, has kind of had a reemergence in Baltimore. And you know, in that leadoff spot since leaving Tampa Bay, so really makes a world of a difference when you take a guy out of a, a field like Tropicana and put him somewhere like Baltimore. So uh, Beckham's probably going to be my top option. And then uh, if I'm looking for uh, if I'm looking for value, um, probably going to end up just going with Javier Baez. But uh, Travis, who, who's your top play at shortstop then? Um. Yeah. Oh, man, it's tough. It's not like a guy I'm like in love with. Uh, it's like a top play. I, Oh man, 
Uh, that, it's, again, it's not a position I love, but we'll go with Javier Baez. Why not? Uh, I like him as like a as a home run guy. We'll, we'll take a, a shot in the dark with him, and hopefully he can uh, get it done for us. But I mean, I don't love shortstop. It's definitely not a spot I like. Uh, if I have the money, though, um, you, you know, you tell me I have the money. I think Francisco Lindor, I like as like a cash play, right? He's a guy that can just do it in a bunch of different ways, and it's good cheap Indians. Or not cheap Indians, but it's good Indians exposure at a position that we don't love, and uh, I always don't mind getting exposure to Indians. So I'll say. Lindor and Javier Baez are my one and two. How about that? Yeah, that works out. I'd say uh, Baez and Beckham for me. So there we are. All right, let's go to the outfield, Travis. Last position here to cover. You go ahead, kick us off. Where are you looking in the outfield? Yeah, and I think, yeah, I don't know if you want to like take a moment and mention, I, I've been looking at a lot of the Fandle stuff, but um, on on um on uh DraftKings, uh yeah like no secret i kind of like the angels again and i think this is a time to maybe uh go back and kind of mention some guys i don't know if you forgot to mention anyone. obviously cores like there's good plays there um that we can obviously play right we didn't talk about zach godley earlier um if you're talking about DraftKings, right like uh i, I don't know josh i don't know if you want to touch on zach godley i know you said some stuff earlier about him i'm not going to touch him in cores but i think we feel like we should take a moment to just go back real quick before we hit the outfield and mention that what do you think about godley earlier would you kind of tell me uh let, let the viewers know Oh, I, I said that uh, you know Godley and Marquez are both pretty decent pitchers, and they both are used to pitching in hitters' environments and, and trying to keep the ball low and, and kind of neut- trying to neutralize that setting. So even with the high run totals, I said I just don't feel com- you know, overly comfortable paying up for any, like a lot of these bats in the, in this game. So that's why I haven't mentioned a lot of the course bats. Oh, and you're talking about what I said about Godley. Well, I said Godley just seems to not be able to, you know, I feel like a lot of his peripherals are kind of catching up. And uh, his hard contact has just gone up, like, through the roof in his last few starts. So there's definitely something going on with him. I'm not exactly sure what it is or what to pinpoint. It's definitely not just Babip not falling in his favor. He's not just getting unlucky. He's he's getting hit, you know. And I don't know why he's getting hit, but um, it's enough to where I don't want to play him, but I don't know if it's enough to where I want to target him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, that I, I get it. I, I don't think Coors is what I'm going to touch. I think that I'm going to be all over the Angels again for sure. Um, just to kind of like, I know, I guess uh, to segue into the outfield, right? Uh, to to kind of talk about the outfield again, man, I'm going to love going to uh, Trout and Upton here against a guy like Martin Perez, and it's going to be fun. Obviously, other guys like uh, you know maybe going to Cheap Maldonado or going to a guy like Pujols. Uh, I like at first base for sure. He's been hitting the ball real well and gets a lefty, but uh, man, like sign me up for that outfield, uh, that that uh, Angels outfield here. I think they're in, like such a good spot here against Martin Perez uh, in this hot Texas weather, 90 degrees, man, like Mike Trout's got to be like the top play on the slate, right? Uh, if, if you have the money for him, get him in there. Of course, on DraftKings, he cannot handle, but I uh, love him. Love Justin Upton too. He's another guy I would definitely be getting exposure to, uh, you know, right lefty spot, just a you know fantastic matchup for him. So I'm definitely loading up on that, uh, on that angels outfield for sure. Yeah. It doesn't, it's weird. It doesn't feel like a day I'm going to play cores. I think I'm going to pass on it. Like even the outfield, I'm just like not, not guys. I'm really super interested in. I just, those pitchers are, they pitch, they're kind of like efficient enough pitchers where I think the game could maybe be a more of a low scoring affair. But if, uh, if, if you're telling me cores ownership goes under own Josh on DraftKings, maybe you uh, get exposure to like cores on DraftKings and then go over to FanDuel and then play whatever stack you like over there instead. Right. That's kind of a route you can take too on slate. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, but we'll move back on. I'll kind of, uh, I'll kind of break down the outfield like I did yesterday. So I kind of like doing this, going like to each outfield one by one, and kind of giving my, uh, giving my thoughts. So if I'm going to stay away from the Detroit outfield completely, that's a pass. Uh, the Cleveland outfield, uh, not 
you know, not in love with them, but like, you know, against Chad Bell, like if you want to go like a guy like Brandon Geyer, I think he just makes a ton of sense here. Uh, you know, he gets a, gets a matchup against Bell. That makes sense against uh, Chad Bell. He's a lefty. So you definitely want to uh, get exposure to Brandon Geyer against lefties. You know, he gets a really good lineup spot. So he could be a cheap option you go to on this slate for sure. Uh, moving on to the uh, Philadelphia Miami game, uh, you know, this out, I mean, Giancarlo Stanton, right? Like he just hits anyone. He hit Nola today. I'm sure he'll be able to hit Jake Thompson. If you want to roster him, roster him, right? If you have the money, go for it. It's just a matter of if you want to make that decision or not. Um, if you have it, go for it. But I don't know if I'm going to have the money for it. It doesn't seem like a, it seems like a spot where I might pay it for some other bats instead. But of course, he's a good play. Uh, I don't know uh, if I'm going to go with Hoskins. He ends up getting hurt. I don't know if he's going to be playing. He has an injury with a hand. Uh, he got hit in the hand. So I don't know if he'll be in the lineup. But if Hoskins and Nick Williams are in the lineup, I love that mini stack always and uh, against a guy like arena who doesn't get a ton of swing and misses i think that makes sense uh that toronto toronto baltimore game uh yeah i mean this is a spot where there's i don't love the outfielders in toronto that much uh maybe like a jose batista against a tillman but uh, i normally like to attack tillman but this doesn't seem like the right spot here this just seems like there's better spots today and uh you know uh going like a guy like adam jones against the lefty like brett anderson makes sense uh you know mark trumbo i think the i think the baltimore outfield is in play but it's not a team that i'm super they seem like one of those teams that kind of uh missed the cut for me but they maybe shouldn't miss the cut right like i'm kind of scared to fade baltimore but i might end up fading them that's kind of how it might end up going down uh that cincinnati pittsburgh game eh, i'm gonna pass on both the outfielders against trevor williams and sal romano it just doesn't seem like outfielders i really want here's the spot where i want the outfielders right like sign me up for uh some of these houston bats give me some george springer so give me some reddick uh and you know if i get marwin gonzalez i could throw him he's uh you know shortstop eligible if he's in the outfield that like that makes sense but springer and reddick are like the two that i, I really like a lot here against flex and it make a ton of sense uh and then uh, if you have the money right eddie rosario and byron buxton they get a fly ball pitcher and ian kennedy and they've been absolutely crushing the ball so i don't hate that uh just problem is you can stomach those price tags and i feel like a lot of people feel the same way with the price tags but yeah and it's you know the run total is high against a guy like Ian Kennedy who gets hits hard. Uh, I think it makes sense to be playing uh, some of those Minnesota outfielders that people might not want to play. Um, but yeah, moving on. Uh, if you if you stack up the Rays, uh, they get a guy like Giolito. Uh, you know, Steven Sousa's a guy who's been crushing uh, righties all year. And, you know, you get those lefties. Don't hate doing that. Like a Corey Dickerson, you know, Kevin Kiermaier. I don't mind uh, getting exposure to them. I'm going to stay away from that Chicago White Sox outfield because it's not that great. Uh, same with the uh, same with the Washington outfield. I guess you go Howie Kendrick, Josh. I get it. He's good against lefties and all. Um, Fandle is only 3K. So that makes sense. But uh, I don't want to pay that DraftKings price tag of 4.6. Not a fan of doing that that's just uh not not something i like to do i know ryan braun is cheaper on the industry and again it's a guy like edwin jackson like if you can get him for 3.8k on DraftKings and 3k you're just paying down for like a talented player that uh you know should not be that price tag so i think you can buy low on that uh per- that's perfectly fine to do i mean if we get ryan braun against some washington bullpen too that's always great the washington bullpen is not one to be scared of and then uh yes i'll stay away from the atlanta outfield but then there's some of these chicago bats right uh I probably, you know, don't get Schwarber against a lefty, but we'll get like a, you know, Zobris. We'll probably get, uh, you know, maybe even like an Almora for cheap if you need a cheap bat to fit in all the other bats that you're getting in there. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll probably just look at some of these cup outfields if the wind is, you know, definitely blowing out uh, and it being 80 degrees. Uh, you know, I think you always have to have interest because some of those, uh, you know, fly balls to the warning track could easily go over the fence. So, yeah, that's kind of it for me for outfield. Josh, how about you? Uh, I really like uh, Adam Jones here on the slate going against the lefty. I think that he's a great play. Really like uh, these Baltimore power righties. Uh, you know, I think Beckham, Machado, Scope, 
Adam Jones, Mancini, like all these guys have the ability to go yard, you know, all the way down the lineup. So, um, you know, all the way, I'd say one through eight is all in play here in this Baltimore lineup. So uh, definitely we'll have interest in, in the outfielders in Baltimore. Love the Houston outfielders as well, George Springer, Josh Reddick. If Beltron's in the lineup, I mean, I know he sat yesterday, sat, did the whole doubleheader, but uh, he said his foot felt good and he felt fine. So if he does play, he's 3.5K on DraftKings, and he's only 2.2. He's dirt cheap on FanDuel. So if he's in the lineup for 2.2 and you get some cheap stock in this high run total against Chris Flexen, I think you should certainly try to get some Beltron to your laps. It opens up a lot of cap for you to get some of the bigger bats in. So I do like him a lot if he's in the lineup, and I do like all the Houston outfielders as well. Uh, George Springer seems to be back on track, so time to start buying some stock in him. Um, Howie Kendrick, as I mentioned earlier, I, I don't mind his DraftKings price tag as much as you. I think that the numbers against lefties are solid enough, and if you put that with the park upgrade and the fact that uh, you know he might get some kind of lineup bump, we'll see. I know that Trey Turner has been leading off since he's been back, and it's understandable. But uh, if Howie Kendrick is you know in that lineup in you know anywhere from the like the one through five spot, uh, definitely don't mind paying that price tag for him against a lefty in this hitting environment. So definitely like him a lot. Um, I don't mind these uh, Minnesota outfielders. I think that Buxton and Rosario and Kepler, all three of them are in play. Kepler might get a lineup bump going against a righty here, so keep that you know, uh, in mind as you're looking at the lineups. And uh, I, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to handle this Cubs-Braves game. Uh, like, I think Zobris, you know, Zobris is certainly in play. Almora, if he's in the lineup, he's in play. Um but uh, I think those are more of just, like, correlation plays. Like, if you have a bunch of Cubs bats and you want to complete them, those are guys you could go with. And neither of them are particularly expensive, so nice value plays there, too. Now, if we're talking about the DraftKings slate, uh, yeah, Trout, Upton, both in play. Love them a lot here. On the flip side of that, I think Carlos Gomez is, is definitely in play. He's come back, and he's been hitting the ball well, so want to get some exposure to him. And if I was going to play anyone from this Coors game, um, it would probably be uh, some like David Peralta and J.D. Martinez. And on the Colorado side, uh, maybe just some cargo because he's so cheap. He's 3.5K on DraftKings. So um, if you're looking for some cheap exposure to, to this Coors game and you, get, you, know, you want that lefty-righty matchup, I think cargo is the way to go. But that's where I'm at at outfield. I'm pretty much just going to correlate to the rest of my lineup wherever I go. And just kind of fill up from there. So I think there's there's plenty of bats you could go with. It just comes down to where you want to construct your roster. But uh, anything else you want to mention here in the outfield, Travis? Uh, no, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely a ton of options to play. But uh, yeah, I think I got a good idea where I want to go with it for sure. Get, Josh, how do we get the people our top three outfielders on the slate? I know it's a tough decision to make, but who are the top three? You definitely have the most interest in. Uh, okay, uh, I'll go with um, Adam Jones. Uh, George Springer and Howie Kendrick. How about you, Travis? And that's uh, that's the Fanduel slate. Are we are we including the DraftKings slate? Because if we are, then Mike Trout makes the uh, Yeah, let's let's include DraftKings. Uh, okay, so, so that, while we, we'll, yeah, we'll split we'll split the slate. So on Fanduel, it's going to be the three guys I just mentioned. It's going to be Adam Jones, uh, George Springer, and uh, Howie Kendrick. And if we're talking about um, DraftKings, it's going to be Mike Trout, um, Adam Jones again, and 
We'll go. With, we'll go with Upton. We'll double down on the that the Angels outfield. So those are, those are the three I'd have there. How about you? Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna do. I was gonna Mike Trout, Upton, and then uh, Springer as my uh, DraftKings outfield. Uh, if I, you know, and then if I had to go for. If I had to go, we'll go with the Fandle outfield, take off those Angels, basically. I'm still going to go with Springer, right? I love him here for 3,700, and I think he makes just a ton of sense here. Uh, I also like going with Ryan Braun. Uh, he's 3K, right? It's just too cheap for Ryan Braun. I get I thought, and, you know, I, I'm not not saying I'm going 100% in Jackson or anything. He might be a guy I sprinkle in my tournaments, right? Don't love him completely, but just that price tag on Ryan Braun's ridiculous. Same on DraftKings, right? It's way too cheap for a guy like Ryan Braun. So I'm going to get some Ryan Braun exposure for sure there for cheap. And then... Um, Last guy, I mean, uh, cheating would be saying Giancarlo Stan, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, you know, we'll go with, uh, let's go with Eddie Rosario. He's sure going to be getting a pretty decent lineup spot there for the Twins, and, uh, you know, he's got some huge uh, home run upside. He's been a guy that's shown, I think he's hit, has he hit three home runs twice this year? I think he's done it twice. I know he at least did it once, but he's, he's got some huge pop and probably back and clean up, and people just don't want to pay that price tag. So uh, don't hate doing that, making sure to get Byron Buck, or not Byron Bucks, making sure to get Eddie Rosario in your twin stacks and just as a nice outfield one also. Yeah, we'll go with that as our uh, as the outfield plays for me on each site. All right, very cool. So let's move on to our stack of the day here on the slate. Travis, kick us off. What are you looking at for your stack of the day? Yeah, so I think I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you a DraftKings one. I'll give you the Angels, right? Uh, I just want to go back to the well. It's kind of one of those games. I saw this series coming up with it being 90 degrees in Texas and with them trading my guy Justin Upton over. I was like, uh, you know, I'm just going to play this probably every single day. Uh, it's, a game, it's a spot against Martin Perez, right? Uh, and I, I kind of, when I first looked at the calendar, I was like, I think Martin Perez will be on Sunday. That'll be fun. So yeah, uh, definitely getting a lot up against Martin Perez, a lot up on these righties here. I think it makes a ton of sense. So that'll be my DraftKings one. And then for FanDuel, um, I don't know. I feel like I have to go with them. Uh, I feel like I have to go with the Cubs, right? I kind of like hijack the show in between and kind of make a point with, hey, you know, looks like the wind could be blowing out. Uh, you know, it's hotter there. And, uh, you know, this is a guy, the next Fried, that people maybe just don't look into. And, um, you know, he's like a seventh-round pick, and uh, he's had some really bad numbers so far. And, uh, you know, he's had some okay numbers in AAA and whatnot, but he's still a young pitcher. And obviously, probably going to get blown up here. So uh, with the wind blowing out, that's something that's not going to be in his favor. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe feel like that name max fried and or don't even want to play him or look at him because he's got a cool name or something who knows and maybe uh maybe we get the cubs on our own i don't know uh because maybe we don't get the run total for a while too it's one of those things i think this happened last week right like the cubs online didn't come out and then like i was shocked at the cubs ownership so i don't know maybe we get them under owned here and if the wind is blowing out and uh i don't know i think the cubs are an interesting team here and people might just want to pay up those price tags like it's it's tough to pay up for those guys, right? It's tough to pay up for Rizzo against a lefty for 4,900. No one wants to do that, but Anthony Rizzo can hit lefties very well. The numbers are there. So I don't know. I'm, I, I feel like because I hijacked the show uh, part of the way through, Josh, I feel like I have to say the Cubs stack. So we'll go with the Cubs stack as my stack of the day. What about you? Yeah, I think on DraftKings, I'll go with the Angel stack as well. And uh, if we're going on FanDuel, um, I'm just going to keep true to where my roster construction's going. It's going to be the Astros. That's going to be my stack of the day on FanDuel. So. Yeah, so that's it. We did it. Um, we did the show. It's our last MLB Sunday we'll be doing for you guys. Uh, like I said, really, really appreciate you guys sticking with us through the season and um, listening to us. We did. We did a. We did a, a, a. We've done this since the beginning of the season, Travis. You know, we've done the whole f- full MLB season so far. So it's been really cool to to have the opportunity to do this for you guys and really enjoy doing it. We'll still be here on Saturdays, like I said, but this is the last MLB Sunday because next Sunday it's football Sunday, so you guys better enjoy that. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Travis, anything anything you want to say here before we close out? 
Uh, no, yeah, just thanking you guys for uh, having us and uh, letting us talk to you guys about MLB every day. It's definitely been fun. And uh, yeah, we'll still be back on Saturdays at least. So, so the season's not over yet. But uh, yeah, stay tuned. And we got, man, uh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, it's bittersweet, right? No more podcasts on Sundays, but uh, that means the NFL is here. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, and then we'll be back on fo- for basketball. We'll be back for NBA for you guys on the weekend. So that'll be a good time. But yeah, go ahead. Give us both a follow on Twitter. You keep up with us over there. So, uh, you know, for every Sunday from now on, if you, if you want some MLB advice, you can feel free to shoot over to us on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. Give us both follows and shoot over any questions. We'll still be here to help you guys. We're still here. So, yeah. Uh, hope you guys enjoy your Sunday and last Sunday before football. So, that's exciting. It's going to be a good time. And uh, we'll still see you guys next weekend on Saturday for my co host, Travis Mangone. I'm Josh Sue Giant. Peace out, Grinders. by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 US only. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.